trigger warning for this episode, we will be discussing sexual violence. Take care of yourself, everyone. Hi, welcome to I well fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Welcome to Well, I think you're wrong with Virginia and Sean. Maybe that's our title, maybe not. This is a podcast where uh we debate them fucking hell. This we is debate them. What about uh when you do we well? I like the the pause in the well. Well, I think you're wrong with Virginia and Sean. Do a little bit of a okay. pause. But it's it's hard to say welcome to well. Oh, that'll be fun. So welcome to well, Is I think fun? you're wrong. So it'll just be very confusing for everyone. We want to make this as confusing and unlistenable as possible. Um, <laughs> okay, now we can start. I feel better about it now. Are you ready? Okay, yes. Okay. Hi, welcome to Well, I Think You're Wrong with Virginia and Sean, a movie podcast about changing hearts and minds where we revisit strong opinions about our most hated and most celebrated films from our past. Each week, one of us will host and defend a movie that the other disdains. Then we'll watch the movie and see if after all these years with a fresh mindset, can a hated movie become a loved one. I am one of the hosts, my name is Sean, and with me as always is my co-host Virginia. Hi. Hello, how's it going? Good. So, uh, yeah, the way this podcast is going to work is uh, basically each week one of us will host a movie that we love and the one that the other co-host really doesn't like from the past. And um, this all started with Virginia's complete dislike of Danny Boyle. And so that's where the heart of the show lies is in yes. your hatred of Danny Boyle. <laughs> this will just... Uh really focus on on trying to change my mind um and discontinue believing that Danny Boyle is indeed a, a hack um a charlatan <laughs> and uh yeah we'll see how it goes um I'm Virginia by the way yes hello hello um this is our first episode so we're really trying this out seeing where it goes um I'm nervous I don't know about I don't know about Sean Sean you've you've been no, I've I've recorded yeah. enough train wreck <laughs> podcasts okay. in my life that I feel totally fine with it now. <laughs> uh, no, we'll, we'll find the show. We'll find yeah. the show. Yeah. But to start, we figured um, a really good starter episode would be about Twenty Eight Days Later because that's a movie that I think is badass, and I can't believe you don't like it. Well, so I was thinking about it, and I I think a lot of uh, my disdain for it comes from really loving the first half and then just being sort of sl I feel like he he Danny Boyle reached reached across the film uh, and slapped me in the face with the second half <laughs> what, <laughs> like, the military oh, you think, base? you think you really love this movie Virginia you're really excited about this this cool like female character and well we're just gonna we're gonna totally turn this on the head on its head and uh yeah the second half is just like 
what what is this decision making why is this happening uh absolutely hated loathed i'm gonna use the word loathed uh the second half um i didn't I can't understand remember her it, name but just... she's she's one of the more like badass female protagonists yeah she was especially your, I mean, in that first the... half i um i'm excited to rewatch it because when i first saw this movie oh yeah when did you first see this because i was like 16 and i was at my friend joe's house and his parents had rented it on dvd and i remember just being kind of confused by it especially with the ending and just being like well mm -hmm. england is a weird place huh <laughs> yeah i can't remember i'm pretty sure i watched it at home um and uh i think i was probably let's see what year did it come out um i actually do want to look that up i want to look that up real quick 2002 2002 okay so yeah i was an undergrad and i think i probably saw it in the year like uh shortly after it came out so i would be 20 Two, twenty-one, twenty-two, um, and I, you know, the first, you know, it started. Uh, that beginning is really amazing. Uh, the, um, you know, when the first two main characters meet again, I haven't, I only saw it that one time. Um, and really loved it. Uh, until about say the the to me, what I think is the second half. It might actually only be maybe uh the last 10 minutes of the movie but to me it felt like a full hat like the the halfway mark um where they visit from what i remember they visit this or they get captured from a military base and for some reason these guys feel like they have to uh kidnap these women in order to impregnate them to continue the 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 humanity but then also like didn't this just happen why why is there already a military base set up for this for like impregnating women <laughs> and uh it, it does seem like these guys <laughs> jumped the gun a little yeah. quick and yeah. going to like full-on mad max like tribal clan that is going to repopulate the earth Usually, usually that starts with cannibalism. Like cannibalism is the first go-to. Like, okay, we're immediately right. cannibalists. Uh, have you seen? End, um, but... Have you seen the Romero movies, like Day of the Dead? Oh yeah, yeah, I love because I, I feel that like that the military critique in this movie feels similar to something like Day of the Dead, where like those assholes in that bunker underground are such assholes. But that that I mean, I love I love Day of the Dead, and um, I feel like they that commentary was a lot more interesting than this commentary. Um, but so I do I, think, I, I do think like at this time, um, 2002 in USA, we were in like full on military warship mode at this oh, yeah. point. So I do think it was interesting to think about this critique of the military coming out at this time period. Yeah. Um, other stuff that I remember. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, you go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say other stuff that I remember liking is like uh, Killian Murphy. His performance as Jim is just kind of like the everyday protagonist. He's just like every man. He's not a superhero in any way. Although he, uh, he sort of becomes one near the end. And that's another thing I, I really didn't like about it was, uh, you know, she has the main, the, the other character. She has this main, this line that I remember I don't remember the line exactly, but it was something along the lines of, uh, this isn't one of those 
quote, this isn't one of those movies where the main characters fall in love, you know, she, and I, it's something like those, that something like that, like, um, she's like, oh, what do you think we're going to do? We're going to fall in love, fuck and fall in love. And I'm like, yeah, hell yeah. This is going to be a, not that kind of movie. This is great. Not only is she an awesome, badass lady, she also is like, you know, sort of subverting this, this idea that does happen in a lot of movies and horror movies where you have to have like a love story attached to it. Um, and so I'm like, hell yeah. And then it ends up being exactly that. <laughs> and, uh, he, and they, he ends up having to rescue her and, and the other, the little girl, um, which I was just like, what is the point in this? What is the point in even having this like side, this like second half of the story being about them being captured and the, the threat of rape and, and also they're wearing dresses like that. And I don't remember why <laughs> other than like they're forced to wear dresses, which I thought was like also a really weird choice. Um, and and like this theme of of res- be having to be rescued is also in his other movie, Slumdog Millionaire. Um, so it's sort of like, why is it introducing us to the strong woman only to have her completely powerless by the end and needing to be rescued? And that's what I remember of it. And I'm curious if it's like, if I'm completely misremembering it, that's, that's something I'm, I'm, uh, wondering about, but that from my memory, it's like this horrible sexist, (laughs) like movie that's pretends that it's not going to be, but then ends up being uh really stereotypical. Um, okay. So. Well, if the zombie apocalypse ever happens, I will know you're not on the table for dating. <laughs> That's not what you're about. I mean, it's definitely I, not. On the other my- hand, <laughs> in the zombie apocalypse, I will still be looking for love. Well, that'd I will, be your I first. I won't give up. <laughs> <laughs> will that be your your first priority? Okay, first things first. Gotta get, get a girlfriend. Gotta get a girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then possibly the, cannibalize always her. Always the number one pri- priority. <laughs> Um, Would it be for cannibalization or to repopulate the the earth? <laughs> other stuff I'm excited to rewatch is just like this this and um the Dawn of the Dead remake was the first time where I remember th- like fast zombies. Granted these are not mm-hmm, zombies, which mm-hmm. I think is cool that this is the most human zombies have been in a lot of ways because Wait, they're are not- they fast? I remember them being fast. Yeah. Oh, they're fast. They, they're fast. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, I'm there's excited. lots of really great things. I'm excited to um, hear the soundtrack to this movie because I remember there's certain scenes and montages and stuff that I really dug. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm excited to rewatch this one. I haven't seen this. So you've only seen this once. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I last saw this probably like a a decade or so ago. Okay. Um, but I'm really excited to rewatch this one. And you, how many times have you seen it? Oh, four probably. Oh wow! Three or okay, four, three or four times. What is this throughout my life? How does this rank on, uh, let's say, your top zombie zombie horror? What would you say this one? It's up there. Definitely up there. Um, especially, I think the performances are so good in this. I love. Brendan Gleeson, he's in this, and he, I love him from Braveheart and In Bruges and Banshees of Inisherin. Yeah, Um, yeah. So I, I think he really elevates. Well, that's I'm already starting to change my mind. I forgot he was he was in it. (laughs) No, (laughs) the show doesn't work if you change your mind before we've even watched the movie. (laughs) 
you know what? I, I have a change of heart. This is a great, great film. Uh, <laughs> well, I think you're wrong. It sucks. <laughs> it's it's anti-feminist you know yeah, totally. nonsense. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Well, I, um, but we'll have, we... have more, more, I feel like uh, more questions, more, um, more questions for you, Sean, about did, did you pick up on any of, or have any of these thoughts of like, of uh, the sort of his, the, basically, I just feel like he, as part of what makes Danny Boyle a hack is, uh, is this sort of like placating or saying, okay, yeah, well, we're going to subvert this genre. We're going to subvert the, the zombie horror genre and then doing the, and then doing the complete opposite by the end and just sort of tricking hit the audience. Uh, I don't know. If, uh, did you have any thoughts about like why it went that way during the second half? Like what, what is the story that's being told? Uh, I do wonder if the cynicism in that last act or last half of this movie mm. is going to kind of bum me out because it does it does really switch gears hard of man is man is the monster, which when I was 17, I was like, Oh, this is so deep. That's like satire <laughs> and stuff. And so I'm really curious now I'm 36 now just for the audience. And so I'm really curious with so many of these movies that we're going to be talking about. I maybe saw them, some of them as a teenager or in my early twenties and I feel like I'm an entirely different person than I was, especially in my early 20s. Like, I was oh, so, so angry and so just like angsty, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. angsty young man wearing death metal shirts, so angry at the world. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm really curious. But um, I want, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to watch this because I think I have a much more, uh, like, understanding of, women in the world and mm. their viewpoint and having lived with women and been in relationships with them and to having Wait, friends who are women and what is this what are women i don't understand this. <laughs> <laughs> well i don't know danny you Boyle, mean ladies <laughs> so i'm excited yeah. to see because she is so badass i wish i could remember her name she is so badass and so self-sufficient in her introduction as a character. And so I'm curious to see, like you say, because I know what you're saying, and, and it does it go full damsel in distress. I, I I seem to remember her still taking a lot of like action on her own behalf. But mm -hmm. I know what you're saying, and it is a bummer. And I typically really don't like sexual assault in my movies at all. Same. It's just Same. like horror can be fucked up in a lot of ways and like i can still have fun with it and like fictitious violence and everything but when things get sexual it it just becomes such a bummer that i it just gives me like a really sour taste in my mouth so, i do kind of i kind of want to meet that person that does that says like i love sexual violence in my horror movies <laughs> you know, like, hey man i'm sure they're out there there's plenty of people out there it's who like, watch all of the Oh God, I can't even think of what the, they're called. The movies. Oh, the rape revenge. Rape revenge ones. Genres, yeah. We should. Yeah, I wonder if we I should add. Think... 
I don't think. <laughs> I don't and one think of these, we do need. we have one on our list? I guess I'd have one. I could, I could possibly. Defend, uh, I guess but. I <laughs> liked Last House on the Left remake back when it came out, but I don't. I don't okay. want to talk about that, man. <laughs> yeah. <God damn>. yeah, it's <laughs> a pretty big bummer. The show doesn't need to go there. <laughs> um, do you got uh, anything else, or should we watch this thing? Well, I, I, I did want to. What you were saying about you know being an angsty teen. Um, I think I. I'm feeling a little bit the same way that I might revisit this. And cause I think, you know, I was sort of an angsty, you know, young early twenties and I was kind of like feminist, anti-feminist, uh, confused, um, also like a little bit like self-hating. Uh, and that's something that I've like grown out of like, sort of like women, uh, you know, you know, women giving other women a hard time. Uh, and, uh, and I think that maybe part of why it bothered me so much, I'm wondering if it's the same kind of kind of thing, but like on the opposite or the on a different end of the spectrum of like, you know, well, you, you know, thinking this is like the cynicism is cool. Uh, like me thinking like, um, you know, I'm being like not being able to see what, what actually is going on because I'm just so like looking for this, you know, like, Oh, she has to stay this badass woman who is just like a guy. She has to be like a guy and just be like cool and badass and not have any kind of like feminine quality, quote unquote feminine qualities or not have any like, uh, 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 you know, she can't have a love interest. You know, I mean, that's, I think just as like extreme and kind of like immature on, on my part. So yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be exciting to, yeah, read, that's read interesting same, yeah. because I do sometimes think, especially in the past, my idea of feminism in horror movies was just for a woman to become like a badass dude. Right, basically. right, like, exactly. Like, I, yeah. I love the movie You're Next, and I actually mm. think that that movie does a nice job balancing Aaron as a character and as a complete human being who's not just like an invincible super soldier. Like she does go through it, and she does have like emotions and complete character arc. But I, I totally hear what you're saying. Like, it's it's easy to take a very basic view of feminism in these movies and what it should be, when in reality, to be like a strong woman means so much more than like you. Right. It's, it's then... almost like denying. <laughs> it's denying someone can be strong but also a victim at the same time, and that's just not true. Yeah, yeah. Or like re yeah, writing a character uh basically writing a male character and then casting a woman <laughs> kind of yeah, sort pretty of like, much. Uh this is going to be inter interesting. And we'll we're going to leave the mics on during the movie uh to see what <laughs> what picks yeah, up, so you know, if, I'm, uh, maybe in the edit I'll splice in some moments here or there or in our discussion. I'm not really sure, but we're going to yeah. record uh, and, um, yeah, so we'll see. Cool, cool, cool. See you on the other hey. end. <laughs> I'll, see, I'll see you on the flip side. <laughs> you ready for a penis? Yeah. <laughs> is, there, is there one in this movie? Yay! Yay! Penis! <laughs> okay.
Okay, that's that's a check mark for. <laughs> <laughs> Put that one in the pro column. <laughs> <laughs> I remember watching this as 16 and be like like oh why is there a penis <laughs> I want to see a guy's dick in a movie <laughs> little did I know 20 years later I would be celebrating yeah. seeing a penis <laughs> water water sounds like you've seen water <laughs> <laughs> water, fodder. Do you want any water? <laughs> this is some fucking fantasy shit right here. This is what's going on. This is some fucking Danny Boyle fantasy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is some male weird little boy fantasy shit. <laughs> This is very fairy tale, which, you know, if that's what's his intention, it's kind of cool, but. <laughs> I don't think Danny Boyle made 28 Days Later with the intention of it being seen as a fairy tale. <laughs> well, then it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> they get, get bombed. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. <laughs> Yay! Directed by... <laughs> yeah, yay. Wait, written by Alex Garden. Hold on, hold on, hold on. My baby boy, written... Alex. Wait, this was written by Alex Garland? Yeah. Wait a minute. What? That changes a lot of things. <laughs> Alex Garland well, wrote. Well, now it makes sense. He's like obsessed with gender. Alex Garland stuff. wrote this and Sunshine, and maybe another Danny Boyle, but definitely those two. Yeah, he wrote a lot. Annihilation, Ex Machina. But as far then. as Danny Boyle movies, oh, he also wrote The Island. I yeah. think he did. Yeah. Oh, and he wrote The Beach. Oh, oh right. the beach, not the island. The beach, being, and being really disappointed. <laughs> yeah, he's he's got like a weird thing about male and female roles. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. So, uh, yeah. So, what are we gonna do? Do you want to take a break? Or yeah, let's say, record like another. Five, I don't know, five or ten minutes, and then we'll knock it out. Okay. Well, welcome back, Jack. We just finished watching 28 <laughs> Days Later. Virginia, first thoughts. What did you think overall? Did, you, did your mind change right. at all about it on this one? Yes. Uh, whoo, what a what a wild ride. <laughs> no, um, that was definitely longer than I remember. That's my first initial <laughs> That was, I think... I think it credits the credits hit around an hour fifty, hour fifty two or so. Yeah, it's yeah. that's a long time to live in that dystopian world. And and I timed it exactly when that second half, what I remembered as being the second half of the death, when it starts, you know, that that downfall of uh, the movie starts getting terrible. It's about about an hour in, so there's like forty six minutes of. Terrible movie and an hour of really great, great movie. 
Uh, I would say my initial, like, revisiting it, I was, you know, really was willing to give it the benefit of the doubt. And I'll say a lot of, like, his, the direction um, is a little less annoying now and a little more endearing. Like, his sort of, like, fast cut edits, like a, like it's a, uh, you know, early 2000s music video are are definitely very silly. And there's there's one part when the the first monkey chimpanzee bites the woman, yeah, and it like yeah. cuts on the bite like six times as the chimp is like, <laughs> rawr, 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 rawr. <laughs> it's a little, it's a little ridiculous. There's definitely some, and then there's like a straight up um, music video at one point in the grocery store. Yeah, totally. But y- you were kind of charmed by that, which surprised me. Yeah, I was thought it was a nice. Um... I used the word brevity, and you and you corrected me, and the word is actually levity that I was looking for. Uh, it was a nice moment. Listen, I can't wait for you to catch me on all of my made-up words that I use. Um, yeah, I thought it was a nice a nice moment where yeah. they the characters are getting to bonding. Um, let's keep talking. Just, let's keep I talking positives. Beginning. I like I like talking about the positive yeah. parts of this. So, I mean, the beginning uh, is so. It's so great. Well, not the very, very beginning. I had forgotten about the whole chimpanzee thing. And if they just cut that, that would like just a perfect beginning would be just the title 28 days later. And then he wakes up. Jim, his character's name is Jim. Uh, Jim wakes up in the hospital. That would have been pretty cool. Yeah, like, but- so what we really get from that introduction is that they're infected with rage. And that's. Yeah, pretty much yeah. like the only the thing rage. that's, <laughs> that's rage. communicated, and it does feel a little too much because uh, it, it takes away some of the mystery. Like if you just saw this movie start and it says twenty eight days later from black, and then a man wakes up, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it would be extra scary of not if you walk into a theater not knowing what movie you're seeing. Yeah, it's like and what's that the first mystery scene. Of- of 28 days later from what, you know? Yeah, but it's that, all... that scene when he says hello in the church and those two people down in like the parish look yeah. up at him, genuinely creepy. Yeah, really great scene. Really great scene. And yeah. I love uh, Repent. The end is extremely fucking nigh. <laughs> Talk, maybe I should get that. I've been thinking I only have two tattoos, one on my forearm and one on my calf. So I've been thinking I could use just like a complete full back piece. And so maybe I'll oh. just get that across my entire back, all the way down to my butt cheeks. <laughs> would you get it in the same the same font and everything from the, from yes. the movie? It would look spray painted on me. Yeah. Um, and we got to see a penis six yes! minutes in. Yes. So imagine this movie starts 28 <laughs> days later, open eyeball penis like without those a, six minutes of monkey stuff yeah it's a really rare treat to see uh male penis on uh on film video film it's very exciting i i love it it's great uh needs more of that um so i give danny boyle props for that we got um killian murphy butt too yeah and, and no female nudity it was only Killian nudity. Although there was a very quick scene of one of the the rage zombies, um, the very end, 
there was a few nude nude ones running around. I don't saw some zombie boobies. I don't. Which yeah, that's I don't great really, too. I don't really count like <laughs> the infected on the list of like human nudity stuff. <laughs> I fully count the count the infected and the uninfected. Um. Let's see. Oh yeah, I have written down here. Um, teenager aesthetics is sort of Danny Boyle's style. I <laughs> and I think from instead of it annoying me, it's sort of like that early two thousands, you know, or I guess late nineties MTV teenager aesthetic uh, of, of like director style, which I started to I endear me to him. Until, until again, the second half of the movie, I will say that my opinions haven't really changed, and I was really hoping they would. Oh no, that's not true. There, there's some, there's some things, but we'll we'll get there. Um, well, with that aesthetic, one of like the biggest things about this movie's look is that grainy as all fuck digital yeah, camera look. The digital, it's, it's like yeah. I think this was shot on some kind of like consumer grade digital camera mm, at the time mm-hmm. onto mini dv tape or something like that um so what i found that my brain really adjusted to the look of it like the first few minutes with jim walking around the city and stuff in the grain it, it's it's really surprising to look at and it's jarring to look at but the more it went on um i, I my brain just like it. accepted this world and i was what do you think of like what do you think of that choice? Would, would this have been better on film? Um, I don't know. I think it. I think it'll probably maybe actually helped helped it being on on digital because of because of that like really dated look. I don't know. I feel like in the further in the future it might become even more, uh, you know, like an artifact that you'd want to revisit. I don't know. It probably would look would have looked cooler than on film, to be honest. Well, but I feel like it it helped cover for some things. Like it definitely helps mm-hmm. um, cover with one of the some of the special effects, like that that long shot, which is so cool when they're going up the the M six or whatever, and they're heading towards Manchester, and the camera tilts up, and you see that Manchester is burning in the distance. And if this were done today it would probably look like shit honestly yeah but yeah. with this like it hazy so filter good. they were they were able to just like put like this grainy blurry city in the back burning and it looked so cool that was a great a great shot that was i was surprised at how many sort of neat shots there were i had forgotten about i think this movie has some really cool action sequences like i love when after jim's walking around and when he um starts getting chased by the the infected and then they they start throwing molotov cocktails and the music starts cranking and it's just like it, it, this movie really gets my heart going and those <laughs> um those stunt uh performers doing those molotov cocktail burns and mm-hmm. running around in the streets that shit oh, yeah, just looked yeah. that just looked awesome yeah the action and it was very um like my heart was was actually racing during the action scenes, and they were really effective. That like sort of fast cut. But I would say that my last, like the last like kind of time I really felt that was in the tunnel mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when they're when all four of them are still together. 
mean, mm-hmm. we get a big action piece at the very end of the movie, but it, it doesn't quite doesn't quite hit the same because they're not. It's not like they're on the run like they are in the past, and it's. I think it's that feeling in this movie, especially in the first half of. It stays mobile and it keeps moving from location mm-hmm. to location, and so it's never. It never quite feels safe, and then it it kind of grinds to a halt by coming a one location movie. Yeah. In the second half. And like at all of the action happening in one place from the outside in. I can't I couldn't believe they, they were able to change a tire uh in like what five two minutes. That was pretty wild. <laughs> I would have I would have been dropping the tire <laughs> iron and stressing out. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Now guys I I can change a tire, but not when there's a zombie sprinting at me. Yeah. But yeah, I got. I mean, just it really starts as soon as they reach. They reach that military sort of mansion, or the the mansion that is occupied by the military guys. It just, I don't, I don't understand. And I, I was really attempting to, but um, I have two words written down and underlined in bold, um, and they are power fantasy. Uh, I really feel like this this last. Uh, bit of the movie was just again like teenage boy power fantasy of like okay we've got a group of nine rapists <laughs> that are you know holding these women captive that the entire time the women were seemed like they were pretty self-sufficient until they were being held captive by these evil guys uh and then and then jim the guy uh yeah so we did figure out her name selena which um she was really great. I loved her character until the until the ending, until she stopped being able to do literally anything. But uh Well you mentioned a, the, while we were watching the movie, you mentioned that this is like Danny Boyle's fairy tale. Yeah. And when so you do when you do present it on... like that, like you have it's almost you have the hero knight and then like the the princess in the castle, like the princess bride or yeah, Rapunzel. which when when I went in when I went from being angry that it was a sort of like a stereotypical like male fantasy of you know there's all these evil rapists you know uh, and there's this one uh um or uh, like all of the men are rapists except for the one guy you know who is the hero and he you know he becomes shirtless and he becomes sort of almost like the super superman. That and then the the women also become like very. They just sort of start start waiting. They stop doing any action action and start waiting. There's literally a scene where they're just sitting on the couch waiting for him <laughs> uh, to to rescue them. Um, but then when the but then when the Hannah, the younger girl, starts sort of wandering around the, this this mansion castle and she's in this. I wrote down um sparkly sparkly red dress and there's this yeah scene with the this the mirror uh where she's hiding behind the mirror and and then uh jim's character kind of looks like he's become like a beast uh it's sort of like thinking oh this has a lot of really fairy tale elements and then i started kind of (laughs) warming up to it like okay maybe this is his attempt to turn this into you know a fairy tale um but i don't know and then you said that and then John, you said uh, 
What did you say? It was really funny. Like, I don't think this <laughs> 28 don't think, Days Later. I don't think Danny <laughs> Boyle made 28 Days Later with the intention of telling a fairy tale. <laughs> Which, yeah, I mean, I would say that that my opinions have changed looking at it in that through that lens but uh but yeah if not i would say nothing's really really changed for me this time around so i i i do understand i see your criticism totally because selena her like as she gets closer to jim she loses her power which is like she previously with mark she and Mark were like a power couple. I don't think they were together, but, um, and Mark's monologue talking about like being at the train station with his family and standing mm -hmm. on a carpet mm -hmm. of people and stuff. That's yeah, that was awesome. I love that. Scene. Chilling. And Mark's but, death yeah. is shocking when Selena it happens so fast, cuts yeah. his arm off and like just chops him. Yeah. And, and the, I think the scariest part of this movie is that 10 to 20 second time change of transformation of infection because mm. in other zombie movies, like there's usually time for you to kind of reconcile with that you've been bit or you could like say goodbye to people or something. But in this, it it's just like instantaneous and there's no stopping it. And I, we got to talk about, um, I mean, uh, we'll get around to it, but I, uh, Talking just on, on Selena's arc as a whole, to get back to that, it is frustrating that her last moment of action is like basically around the time that they get captured or like go to the military base, and that's kind of the last time she does anything. We see her at the very end grab a machete like she's going to kill Jim, but mm -hmm. even then we see that she's now hesitating in breaking her own like rule of survival which she had previously set which is romantic yeah. but it also is definitely like um taking away some of the power of her character that she did have which which he even says something like oh you you waited past your your own you know 22nd rule and then they make out <laughs> and it's sort of like <laughs> and I, yeah, I, and I, I, know. I know you love movies where women are basically coerced into choosing to become mothers. Yes, yeah, huge, huge. Really hate that sub, 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 <laughs> sub genre of, of filmmaking. It comes up a like, lot. Oh, there. What is the? It really. It's it's crazy how how often. I mean, I guess it makes sense in our in our in our uh, you know patriarchal society. But um, what does he say? The the guy said one of the the military guys says, "quote Women mean a future." Um, which is, you know, hint, hint, we're going to, to you know, impregnate them. And, and, okay, uh, so yeah, <laughs> these guys, let's say, let's give them like a week as far as like, maybe things lasted with the military a week before all communication was lost and shut down. Yeah. So these guys in the span of, well, still, <laughs> still about four weeks, less than a month, have just decided that... <laughs> they're the last men on earth and yeah and, and like repopulation is the key it's so weird i don't know it's kind of insane i mean i'm thinking about like a month that like it's already almost june <laughs> like a month is not a long time for uh 
men to all of a sudden become, you know, uh, yeah, insane monsters. But I don't know. <laughs> but it does. They do take on like a post, like a Mad Max into the yeah. world attitude about things so quickly. And there's only one voice of dissent, like the one guy who's reasonable, the Sarge who they execute because he questions everything. But, um, so yeah, it, I mean, what it's you, a good, like, your... it's like, it's a good critique. I don't see. It's like, I do think that like men, especially in groups like this are shitty. And like the U S military alone has like a long history of sexual abuse and violence yeah. in it towards mm-hmm. women and, and towards men and like just people mm-hmm. in general mm-hmm. being abused. Mm-hmm. And so I think all these like criticisms are valid. And I do think that like groups of men, especially in the post apocalypse would be horrific and gross and like, but with all the ways that this movie was going and with like Brendan Gleeson's character and the four of them on the road. Yeah. I, I, I it just didn't need to go into this like super cynical, sexual threatening territory for me. Of all of all the different paths that this could have chosen, this is mm-hmm. a really weird one. Mm-hmm. And as you said, uh, we, I, I, we're looking at like Alex Garland's filmography after the movie. And I mean, you know, you and I did a podcast on Nashville CA on an episode about men, which was mm-hmm. the Alex Garland movie, which is like that movie's just like buried head first in gender topics and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Which I, I had I had no idea that Alex Garland had written Twenty Eight Days Later until, you know, we just were watching the credits. Um and then I had remembered oh, he also he wrote, yeah, a few of Danny Boyle's movies and some of his Alex Garland movies I really like and some of them not so much. But yeah, it's interesting. It's like this yeah, very sort of so, I mean, he seems very obsessed with yeah, sort of stereotypical gender roles and and uh, yeah, it's interesting. I think this movie's at its strongest when it's about like people finding family and unity on the road, and like that sequence when they're driving to that Brian Eno song with the wind turbines in the background, and they're just driving through the countryside. It's it's really beautiful and I like the story of people coming together and finding family and it's like Mm -hmm. Jim and Selena's love story is sweet, but I honestly would be okay with it not happening and them like just more all kind of falling under Brendan Gleeson's fatherhood than anything else. So that would have um, been a great, a great, movie <laughs> that would have been such a good movie i know and, and, and like you said that first 65 minutes is so great and so i really feel like if this movie had just thrown 20 minutes on from that point when they're driving along the green field waking up and i don't like jim's dream sequence i don't like dream sequences in general the mm. one where he wakes up and he thinks that they left him in the in the grass field yeah yeah but that got me it, if, but I feel like if from that moment, if we just had like 20 minutes more movie on mm. the road and then yeah. ended it there, it, it yeah. would have been so good. Um, I agree. Yeah. 
there's still yeah. a ton that I love in it, though. Mm. Would the, you say the, the that... tone of that last forty minutes, even when, even when Jim is like taking his revenge on everyone, I don't find the same satisfaction and revenge now mm. that I did when I was eighteen or nineteen. Okay, yeah, I was I wanted to ask you, yeah, your thoughts about him sort of becoming this like superhuman. I do. Well, (laughs) I I think my take on it is more that there's no difference between the infected and man when we're committing Mm. violence against each other. And so Jim looks infected and Selena thinks he may be infected and can't tell. And that's a commentary I feel like they're trying to make on just like how horrific violence is and how horrific we as humans are. That we don't need to be infected even to become monsters. Just the right circumstance, the right situation can create one. Yeah. Which would have, like, I feel like that's a a really good, um, like, take on it. And, And, like, with a different direction, like, if he didn't end up being, like, literally the hero, uh, it would have been interesting. Yeah, I... I I like that Hannah gets her moments at the end when yeah. Hannah smashes the jar on Jim's head and then yeah that was that was good <laughs> and then ends up driving the uh, the military officer back and reversing and getting him killed and yeah it it's strange that Hannah becomes the woman who takes the most response or like the most action like at the end yeah. and she's tweaking out on Valium maybe that's why. <laughs> she she's so brave because she's just like off her head on Valium and yeah. she just doesn't even understand the danger that she's in. I do hope like yeah for if there's any kind of end of the world zombie apocalypse that I have a really good stash of uh of happy pills and anti-anxiety meds. <laughs> that's going that's going to be key uh for any any kind of apocalypse. I just read Station 11. And there, there's a part where a, a person is going through withdrawals from uh, antidepressants. Oh no! Yeah, that's that sounds terrifying. There's a of <laughs> uh, what's his name? Patton Oswalt does a really great uh, bit about he stops taking his antidepressants because he is worried about you know apocalyptic times and won't he wouldn't be able to have his you know prescription. And so he stops taking it for that reason and realizes that he <laughs> like he still he needs antidepressants <laughs> and he's and he's going to be screwed at the end of the world and I'm I'm kind of in that boat going to be screwed. <laughs> um so other things that I loved here uh Frank's death Brendan Gleeson is so great his death is so, so sad and his performance so when he's like shoving his daughter and keep away from me it's yeah it's so upsetting. so good. It's really upsetting. I I was getting I felt emotional watching that yeah. and so sad. And um overall I just love blood vomit. I really do. Uh. <laughs> I, I, I love blood vomit. I think it's a cool weapon that this movie uses. Yeah. It looks so good. It really does look good. It's looks you know, better than a lot a lot of vomit. Like I recently saw the Evil Dead Rise and I feel like this blood vomit it looked better than the Evil Dead Rise blood vomit. <laughs> so, so. Um, 
we're we're gonna try some like discussion questions and see if we can whittle down some fun ones. Um, would the Korean version of this movie be better? Yes. Really? <laughs> the, answer will, the answer will always be yes. <laughs> I don't think so. I think this movie oh, really? is really, really English, and I think that helps it. Like the the tower block, the London setting, just like the the black cab going out to the English countryside, the diversity of characters. Um, but think I, about think about the revenge ending though, and and if it was Korean. So and be... that's that's I think when I talked about me not being as satisfied with revenge as a more older adult now is because mm-hmm. of watching movies a lot of times which Korean ones where revenge punishes the yeah. person taking it, and in the process of seeking revenge, we become a monster worse than our enemies. And yeah, see, so that this would movie, been such a good ending if it, was, this if movie, it went yeah, that direction. It doesn't. <laughs> Jim seems pretty unfazed with the fact that he just jammed his thumbs through the eyeballs of another yeah. man. Yeah. So when we say, would it be better if it was Korean? Would it, like, I'm saying if it was remade uh, as a as a Korean film, and with that idea of like the revenge fantasy being totally bullshit, you know, and and if they had remade that ending and Jim would have just been destroyed, <laughs> that would have been so such a good movie, you know. I think like I think the Korean one would just be serious overall. Though, like I don't think we would get those mm-hmm. moments of brevity as we're in the the grocery store shopping with the little musical number and stuff. That's true. Yeah, it is. It 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 is very it is very British, which is helps it. Um. Oh, I like this question. Would you date this character? Would you date Jim or All Selena or Frank? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? <laughs> I would definitely date Selena or Frank for sure. <laughs> Just big old Brendan Gleeson bear. Oh, yeah. Cuddling me oh, yeah. at night. <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely want to be, be in, their, in their crew, in their, in their family. Mm. It seemed, seemed nice. Um, there was a... Oh, yeah. Who, so if you were on the edge of a cliff... Yeah. With... Let's see. Who would be a good question? Who would be good for that? What about Selena? Well, hmm. Let's see. If I'm, I'm if I'm hanging on the of... edge of a cliff, who do I want to try Actually, to to be there to save my life? Yeah, I feel like they're all pretty. I don't know. Yeah, who who would you trust to save your life? I mean, I feel like there's two different versions of Selena in this movie. The first sixty five minutes, I'm choosing Selena, but if it's <laughs> Selena and the the last forty five, I I don't need a Valium right now. <laughs> I should just hand you a Valium and push you push you off the edge. I'm just <laughs> giving like, you the giving it's you okay, the so you don't it's okay, care. You won't care. This is a ridiculous. Which character yeah. would you trust to drive? Actually. <laughs> Can't to Hannah. drive you across 
Okay. Hannah. Even totally. with all of her her crazy fast driving and, and she shows herself to be a badass wheel wheelman, you know, the way she spins yeah. the car out and um pulling up to that gas truck. Okay. And she wears a cool hat. I don't remember her hat. She wears a little baseball cap. It's not that cool. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> um is is this movie better underground in the sky or underwater? <laughs> So there's a 28 mm. days later inf- uh, infection breakout in a bunker or on an airplane or on a I don't know. submarine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it, any of those would help this movie. Um, I think the fact that it becomes almost like a bunker movie at the end. So maybe if it stayed. No, uh, it's the it's the worst part of this movie when it becomes a bunker movie. Yeah. The, the coolest shit about this is seeing England empty, you know, and seeing the the highway empty and the the city streets of London empty and void. And by the time we go to this manor, it just feels more like a typical like set. So probably none of those would have helped. Agreed. Do you have a favorite? A favorite moment? Do okay. Did you have a favorite moment before rewatching it, and do you have a favorite mo- moment now? Like, did it change? Um, my favorite moment now is that that Godspeed You Emperor song that plays that builds up as Jim's walking around, and it's this really cool build. And right when it kind of gets to a crescendo, it kind of fizzles out, and he goes into the church. And, Mm. you know, says hello and then gets chased by the priest. When he starts running out of there, suddenly that song kicks back in and we're still at the crescendo. But now the song is going to go even like faster and more intense. And that's when he's sprinting and they're throwing Molotov cocktails. And that's like all of those things combined with the cinematography and the action and seeing zombies sprinting for like the first time. That gives me the chills. And so that's that's my favorite moment. Did you do you, would yeah? Did you remember uh, like would that was that your favorite moment beforehand too, or is this a new a new favorite moment after rewatching? I think beforehand, I I I might have. <laughs> oh, I do remember. I the end is extremely fucking nigh. I also really remember as a moment that I liked that stuck out to me from before. Um, and it felt sadder this time. I'm just being closer to it. But uh, Jim's parents dying and them going to that room oh, and yeah. his the note from his parents that says, like, you're, you're asleep now. We're coming to join you. Don't wake up. And that, that yeah. melon, like that somber moment there, I felt was really striking. That's one that stuck out to me, but... That would probably be up there also with my favorite moments. How about you? Yeah, I definitely I remember the the scenes that I remember the most are yeah, his finding his parents, the church scene, and um the the drip, the blood drip in the eye for Frank's character. Yeah. And it's such a sad way to go because I hate it if I like do something there in a brief moment when I lose my temper. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and just whatever I kick something himself. or break something or what whatever is, and then like 
when that moment is over feeling so foolish. And mm-hmm. so the fact that Frank knew immediately and then like apologized to Hannah and had to ugh, Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. It's yeah, it's I, he at least was able to uh, yeah, apologize and tell her that he he loved her like very quickly right before he turned. Ugh, it's so sad. It's very really effective. It's really effective. Um would you yeah. want to see this movie on a theatrical stage on Broadway? Yes. <laughs> I think I think I would. I think I would want to see the scene where they're running around, where I, Hannah's running around but, in her, her sparkly so red dress. So <laughs> I'm basically picturing there's so much sprinting in this movie that the actors would have to be on treadmills. And you'd have to have, like, treadmills that you could slowly move around the stage. So, like, as the actors are sprinting away from each other, their or... treadmills are, like, slowly moving around. <laughs> or you have, you have like, the, the background people, you know, with giant painted walls moving really quickly. <laughs> and everyone's just, <laughs> just running. Just over and over and over again. <laughs> and everyone runs in place. Yeah. That would be fun. <laughs> it, would be, it would be an interesting, like, sort of DIY uh, high school uh play that would be that would be fun and like little kids being like women are the future (laughs) (laughs) okay that's a future question we have to ask is would you watch the sixth grade fifth grade version of this play i can't say sixth so we're gonna say would you watch the fifth grade version of this play at your local school Well, like giving each other pills. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, do you have any other thoughts as we wrap up here? I would say, I still, I still like this movie a lot, mm-hmm. and I love the first sixty-five minutes, and then, and oh, and I really like the ending. I will say that that. The movie ends like on the very, such a very beautiful end. note with the three of them in that hut and the music, that like swelling pretty music coming in and them sending the message yeah. of hello and, and, is every, that, and is everyone that wearing long ending? sleeve shirts with the sleeves that are like too long. <laughs> and so they all just have this it's like... very cozy. Yeah. <laughs> it just looks so nice out there. Like, the, they're I don't a little, they're a little want... family. <laughs> Yeah, why do they even want to be rescued? It seems like a nice spot they got. Right. But, uh, and that's the original ending? Yeah. And we're discussing whether or not... I think Jim does die, because it was tacked on to the end. Okay. Um. So... Yeah, this ending yeah, was nice. What, I, I would say I, my final... Well, sorry, go ahead. No, that was go what I was going to ask. Go ahead. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, final thoughts uh, for me, I would... Um. Nothing has really changed. I still really love that first half is is really great. Uh, a lot of things I really like about it. The second half I really dislike. The only thing I would say that that this new I sort of had a new thought was that it that it might be this an attempt at a like sort of modern day fairy tale, which makes me like it a little more. If that was his intention, I guess it doesn't really. So, you know how much does an intention matter that's a whole other conversation but um i 
guess I would say overall I don't hate it as much, but I still really, really dislike the second. I mark it as half, a win yeah. for me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, it went from like a negative ten to negative nine. <laughs> <laughs> That's a win. Yay! Um, <laughs> so you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> we should watch. Um, we should watch 28 Weeks Later. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm, I'm I like it, it a like lot. It? I like it a lot. I will say the first 10 to 15 minutes are like, it's one of the best introductions to a horror movie I've ever seen. And then after oh, cool. that, it does drop off. But is it, there any weird like rape power fantasy in that one? No, it's like it's, there is it's, in this one? Okay, it's a lot more straightforward and it has a lot more Robert Carlyle in it. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And I like, uh, I like him. if we're one thing on this show, we're we're fans of Ravenous. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> one of the greatest horror films ever made. Most definitely. So it is your turn, my friend, to host a movie next time that you defend that I don't like. And mm. I mean, there's a lot of options. I'm not, I'm not big on Argento. I'm not big on um, David Lynch. You like, yeah. You know, we have we have a list. So I'm looking at your list. What's popping out to you is something you really want to talk about definitely the brood um that's popping out a lot um i love the brood is it um there i mean is it's not good that that's a <laughs> it's not good <laughs> that that one also has some like interesting um sort of gendered sexist uh things going on there um hmm also, ghost story. I don't know. Is it which one is which? I would love to do the brood. Um, also, ghost story. I didn't realize cruel intentions is is on my list. <laughs> I don't remember. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't remember watching that movie, but I think I disliked it. Uh, it sounds. It sounds like you want to yeah. talk about the brood. Yeah, I would talk about right, I would, I would Let's talk about the brood. We should probably discuss the brood. I mean, it's definitely on the same kind of uh wavelength as Alex Garland. Now Cronenberg uh, is movies, cool. I He's think. really hit or miss for me. Mm. Oh, and I, I gave yeah, I was a two out of five on Cruel Intentions. Oh my god. Oh on Cruel Intentions. Oh, okay. Like, how how many stars Ooh, did you on give the, the brood? brood? Let's see. There. Oh yeah, uh listeners, you can follow me on Letterboxed at Sean of the Bread, if you would like. Um, and you can uh, follow me on Chunli VA, C H U N L I V A. Let's see. What did I give Twenty Eight Days Later? Should we get, should we give a uh, our like before and after um, ratings or just not I, I was ratings? a two out of five on the Brood. Oh my god! I can't believe it. Um, I would say previous to this. Two stars? <laughs> That's just... Okay, yeah, we're definitely talking about The Brood. I gave 28 Days Later three stars. I think now I'm going to give it three and a half. What? You can't... You can't... <laughs> 
How can you say a movie is a negative nine and then give it a three and a half? <laughs> My rating system three is like pretty low because I give a lot of things five stars. Wait, okay, so it, what? My rating system's me, all messed all right, up. All right. So what's a? Fu- also, if I don't heart something, it's like three stars and no heart. Oh man, she must have <laughs> So, what does it mean for you to give something two stars? Ooh, um, or one star. Let's see. I think I gave Splice one star. I know that's that's on your. That's list. on my list. I mean, it has to like, yeah, really, really offend me. I think <laughs> it has to be like offensive, offensively bad. Well, I hate like hateful I, movie. I don't know. There's lots of. I'm really just... excited to learn more about the intricacies of your rating system because. I, I'm my jaws hanging open that after all of this you gave it a three and a half <laughs> because I'm sitting here saying it was a four and a half for me before and now it's a four so I don't know how you and I are oh, on just wow. a half a so point we- away. <laughs> so your four I think is probably equals my five like. Five, five and a half, six. I would go six, probably. <laughs> yeah, but so... If I could... If you give... Oh, like, for instance, there's a movie, Escape from Tomorrow, that I gave, like, half a star. And that means it's, like, a miserable, miserable movie. Was that the Disney um, one? Yeah, yeah. Um, Snakes on a Plane, I only gave one star. I don't know. <laughs> I think I need to revisit some of this. <laughs> Well, that's the point of the show, isn't yeah. it? Exactly, exactly. And that's what we're doing. We're revisiting. Well, um, yeah. I think it's pretty successful. What do you what are your thoughts? Yeah, I just I wish I didn't It needs to be a movie next time that I really love because I feel like you kind of won this episode and I'm upset <laughs> about that and I I need to get more but contentious thought, with you next I thought time. That you this I was the first episode. I, no, I, I let you off easy this time. Next time, I, next right. time I'm going to be throwing fastballs at you. All right. I feel like I also was being nicer and calmer and wasn't screaming about Danny Boyle enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is a good warm up. People, people yeah, don't know yeah. that we're both complete weirdos yet. They'll, they'll yeah. learn in time. <laughs> But until then, this has been Well, I think you're wrong. Well, I think you're wrong with okay, Virginia you and Sean. You, you gotta do the you gotta pause. Gotta do the pause. Gotta do the pause. <laughs> Make sure to drink your water, everybody. Don't forget to drink your water and do the do the the pause. Well, no one knows about the water yet. Um, the water. So we think we'll be doing uh every two week release schedule, but we're not sure yet. So until next time. Um, take care. I don't have an outro. I don't either. Next next time we'll we'll be doing the brood. And uh what's the, what's a good outro? Um uh, I don't know a good outro. Maybe something like um well, you tried to change my mind and you were sort of successful. And now it's the end of the episode. <laughs> You're a lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, Bye. everybody!